0: That is record. It is going. Sometimes we don't record. That was going to be my first it's happened joke before. This, this, <laughs> the whole reason you guys hired me was to make sure that make sure the you hit the button. <laughs> you are
1: hired to hit the button.
2: News team assemble. And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob.
3: All right, it's time for the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com. Where the place just keeps growing and growing and growing. And uh, we are here with the entire new crew. Is a big announcement today, happened earlier this morning. Uh, we welcome in uh, George Stoya as the newest member of the Sooner Scoop team. Uh, coming to us uh, after three years covering the Denver Broncos for the Denver Gazette. Uh, big news just released this morning. We, we shot a video yesterday uh, on campus. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go to our Twitter page, at Scoop. Check it out. Uh, but, Got in the stadium, too. That was crazy. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, we welcome in uh, one George Stoy. Congratulations, uh, George. I guess I say, should say congratulations. I don't know if you feel that way yet uh, after meeting, meeting us all in here. But uh, it's great to have you aboard.
0: Yeah, I'd, uh, it feels good. I feel like I need to change jobs every few years because everybody makes you feel like you're really good at it you know, on Twitter and social media. So uh, today, my ego is just exploding. Well, a lot of those are bots,
4: <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I, <laughs> like, bots. We, we need to check I, the uh, validity
0: of yeah. some of these people. I figured I would be humbled pretty quickly on the podcast, so I, I'm glad to be here. Joe
3: I mean, look, for people that don't know George, uh, well, where have you been? Uh, the other thing is, you know... We've known George since he was uh, writing for the Daily, uh, and he always stood out as you know a really bright you know student writer. Uh, you knew he was going places, uh, so you can tell his career is just bottomed out now that he's with Sooner Scoop. Uh, but no, it was it was always one of those things like, you know, Jason Kersey left the Athletic and you know, decided to go to law school, and it was really interesting kind of watching how that all played out because. Uh, The Athletic, you know, at the time had sold out to New York Times. Uh, You wondered how committed they were to college football. Uh, And it didn't seem like they were going to rehire that position. And now they've gotten rid of even more people, just beat writers. Uh, And it kind of was in my mind, like, well, why don't we go after an athletic quality type writer? Like, we need that at Sooner Scoop. And with all the other, you know, stupid stuff that we do here and the stuff that we're building, it's like, I know Josh feels this way, too, but, you know, I wanted to make sure that we didn't lose sight that, you know, we are, uh, journalism, you know, is at our heart. Like, we want we want to make that as good as it can be. And then all this other stuff we're doing will branch out from there. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to go into my big spiels. You know, I talk at classes all the time and tell them how I think about the funer- future of journalism and all that. But... You always yep. start with burning a newspaper, which I think is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, Eric Bailey and Ryan Aber, I do not do that. Barry Trammell, I don't do that. Uh, no, but you know, it was just always in my mind, like if we could find a way to get George, like that would really make us better uh, as you know a, a media entity. Uh, and so all things came together. We actually had talked about this. I looked back at our messages, like how long it's been we were talking about, it. even before you even thought. I mean, when it was wasn't even really. A thought, I think, is, is I was hitting you up like, hey, would you, ever, would you ever look at coming back? So, you know, going through this process, it's, it's, I can't say it's always been a lot of fun for either one of us uh, when you're dealing with, you know, contracts and lawyers and all that stuff. But I'm glad we're finally here. I'm glad we get to introduce it today. And man, I, I, I just really look forward to the future of Sooner Scoop with you on board.
0: Yeah. And I think to just kind of go off of that, for me, you know I, I wrote in the in the story this morning that you know the plan was never for me to really come back uh, when i graduated and i graduated at such a weird time uh during the pandemic that you know i was supposed to go to the boston globe that summer i had an internship lined up obviously that fell through with covid and all of that ended up taking a job in arkansas that i didn't really want covering you know arkansas state uh central arkansas college football and then a few months into that, I got a call from the Denver Gazette saying, hey, you want to come cover the Broncos? And I was like, hell yeah, get me out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Go live in, in Denver and cover the NFL. And, and that,
3: living in Little Rock and driving to Jonesboro all the time?
0: Yes, it was it was the worst Holy in the world. Crap. It was the worst job ever. But I will say I had a hell of an apartment there. I think there. the Clintons used to do that when they were burying bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't confirm or deny that. But, uh, yeah, I lived there for, I don't know, three months maybe, four months. And then I got that call to leave – jump to the NFL. And, and, you know, that's what I thought I wanted to do. And and I enjoyed it. Uh, It was fun. It's different. NFL is obviously a a huge national stage in terms of what you're writing about and those sorts of things. But I kept finding myself wanting to get back to college football. And, um, you know, obviously my family's also from here wanting to get closer to them. They live in Tulsa. Um, You know, I have two siblings that are currently attending OU. Um, And so, you know, the opportunity to come back here. And like you said, Kerry, you reached out It was a while ago uh, and we had some conversations and we just kind of stayed in touch and it eventually worked itself out. But, you know, I joked earlier about jumping jobs every few years. This is a job that I I could see myself doing the rest of my life. And and that's because, one, I think that the way journalism is going, you talked about it, um, you know, places like Sooner Scoop is what's thriving. uh, And I think you're seeing that. I mean, the, the ability to add a member to the team, that's not something you see. Um, you know, happening at other news outlets today. So um, there's a lot of exciting stuff in store. I think um, you know, I have some some ideas. I obviously I love feature writing those things. I know you guys have joked about adding another podcast. I- you know, I have some ideas on maybe doing something like that. Oh, there's like no that.
3: joke. We're being held to yeah. the, our feet are being held to the fire. <laughs> yeah. There's like the number one at least thing yes, yeah, so. we're bringing up today.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, that's something on my mind. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that stuff a little bit later down the road. But uh, I'm super excited. Again, this is a place that, um, you know, I remember as a, as a student journalist, you know, admiring you guys from afar. And obviously, you know, I felt like Eddie's like little pledge brother at times, um, you know, on the beat as a student. I learned a lot from him and then obviously Carrie and Bob. And I've never met Josh in person. I think I interviewed him one time about a recruiting story a long time ago. But, um, you know, maybe someday I'll, I'll get to meet did Josh. Did yell talk there, through the phone? Too. Oh, yeah.
4: Talk? There's a <laughs> yeah. lot of people I think that uh, sometimes feel like Josh might not be
3: like an actual real human, maybe like an AI. Yeah, that he's an like AI. With AI. I mean, we could he could die and then, you know, we would know Tiffany could kill him. Uh, and then he could. No one would ever know that he wasn't real.
4: Just make someone with a calf tap. Oh, no, do we You're get good. more money out of that if if there is a way? I don't know. Josh. <laughs> I mean, would you be willing this to take one thing for the team? To come back, two
2: guys. That's
3: all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, being in Denver uh, again, Russell Wilson killing someone else's career. Sure. <sighs> um, trying to anyway. Uh, I mean, that had to be awful. Just being. I mean, he just seems like. a a waste of humanity when it comes
0: to being an interviewee yeah he's uh i think he's genuinely like trying to be a nice guy but when you have to listen to him every wednesday on the podium um and you know it ended up coming up like a joke like a bingo card of what he was going to bring up and you know it it's it, it was it was very annoying by the end of it. And, and uh, I, I do think he's a nice guy, but I also started skipping his press conferences. So I probably missed out on some of that stuff. But, you know, talking about high knees on the airplane to London, I mean, that's when I was like, I got, I got to get out of here. I
4: think that it, was the,
3: the point
0: everybody <laughs> nationally was like, okay,
4: this is, uh, we've run our course
3: here. It, it with this turned guy. into Russell Wilson kind of became like a, a motivational speaker who was homeless. Like,. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're I called telling- it a TED talk. I said it was the weekly TED talk with Russell Wilson. Did
1: you have an open door to his office?
0: No, no. That the office stuff, man. That was that was brutal. And I, you know, the thing about that is, I don't think people would have cared if they would have won football games, but they weren't winning football games. That's so, bad. but yeah. yeah.
3: So, so I mean, you're in Denver the last few years. You're keeping a t- you're keeping tabs on Oklahoma football. Uh, you know, congratulations on die, You know, dodging that Lincoln Riley bullet at the end there. Uh, but I mean, you know, a year ago, I mean, it was madness. I mean, you know, Brent at this time was trying to get ready for a spring game. Uh, people were pissed off. They were emboldened. I, I would say, as much yep. as anything, like OU set records raising money because the fan base was so pissed off. Uh, and, and you know, I think the fan base, what they went through. Yeah, it was a lot of anger, and then the season happens at six and seven, and then it's it's really split. Like there's, you have people I think they're like, oh, Brent Fittables isn't built for this job. Like we gotta move in another direction. Other people are like, well, look what Lincoln did to this program. I mean, it it never really became a civil war. Like I think it had a chance to be. It will this year if they go six and seven. Uh, But I don't know. What did you think just watching that from the outside? I mean, you were obviously covering a team having a terrible season as well
0: yeah I mean I watched every game uh, and I've gone back and watched quite a few recently and I think the takeaway was um, you, you you watch them and you say, okay, the roster's been somewhat decimated, right uh, and I think too, there was so much hype around brent and and uh, you know they got their guy and all that stuff and um, you know from a distance it seemed like it was you know the perfect hire and I think everybody just assumed that it, w- it would work right away myself included in terms of, You know, maybe not competing for obviously a college football playoff, but not going six and seven either. Um, But I I think that you you realize the roster wasn't there. And I think you also realize that, you know, Brent went through some growing pains. And that's going to happen when you have uh, a first year head coach. I think that we saw that time and again with some of the game management decisions. Uh, Obviously, the close games, those those things matter. And so I I think it's going to be really interesting to see you know, how he adjusts to that next season. And we won't really know. I do think it's a good sign what they were able to do in the transfer portal. Um, You know, I was thinking about it the other day that, you know, that they brought in guys from, and this is no knock on the Jeffrey Johnsons of the world and and those guys, but guys from Tulane and Hawaii and, and, you know, some of these smaller programs where this year they're getting guys obviously from Indiana and Wake Forest and uh, Oklahoma State I mean th- those guys are, are guys that can come in and make an instant impact and I think that the biggest positive thing for him too is the ability to go six and seven uh, and finish with the top five recruiting class um, you know that's that's huge and I think that that's that means that this thing's heading in the right direction so I, I think it's going to be exciting to see you know uh, spring practice some of those guys who can maybe step into some of those roles because that's kind of when you first see those indications but in terms of last season I, I think that Uh, it was tough because we haven't seen, we haven't seen a season like that since 1998. Um, so, and I was born in 1996, so I've never really seen, uh, a season like that. And I think it was hard for the fan base, but I do think if, if they're patient, uh, I think things will be better this year. Again, I don't think they're going to be competing for college football playoff type appearances maybe, but, uh, I do think they will be better than six and seven. I would, I would hope.
3: By the way, uh, as George just said there, this, uh, higher also about bringing the younger generation to sooner skip. So, all you olds out there like me uh that remember, you know, some really lean years, George never had to deal with that. That was his dad's problem.
0: Yeah, he was a season ticket holder and I don't know, I put it in the story 92 maybe. So he and he got more tickets. He was telling me last night he got more tickets uh, in 94, 96. I, I don't know. Sometime in the Blake years because basically they were so there bad. Go. He got them for oh, cheap. Oh, no. They had, they <laughs> had you know,
3: one, of, one of their spring scrimmages was a pick your seat night. Like, people, you just got to go and like sit throughout the stadium uh, and say, Oh, I like this vantage point. I'm going to buy these seats. So it was, there was desperation. Those
4: were the seats that the FCA wasn't using <laughs> uh, when they would come down here and bring like bus loads of people.
3: Oh, they uh, they had a lot of
4: military appreciation weekends back yeah. then. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember like the FCA day, game days or whatever.
3: I remember there was Coming an, entire, an game. entire... The South End Zone was full of camouflage the day that Oklahoma beat Iowa State with Jake Seals pass to...
4: Oh, because all the military
3: yes. folks were here? Yes. <laughs> That's how they kept their sellout streak going back then. But they I don't think they sold out. Uh, so anyway, yeah. It, it's great. I mean, do you guys have anything for George that you wanted to hit him up about, Josh? I mean... I know you guys haven't really had a chance to talk all that much.
2: Well, that's the funniest thing. Like, in all of this, I've never met George. Like, I've never been in his presence, which is just a crazy thing to say. But like, kind of like you touched on earlier, Kerry, like, there are a lot of guys, and there are things that I talk about all the time and talk about it on this pod that I miss being, you know, where I am and kind of apart from the stuff, you know, that you guys talk about when you're around each other all the time and you're in the beat and, you know, you're, you're dealing with these things. George is a guy that I just saw from afar and was like, I, I, I like his talent. Like, I think he could be a guy someday. Now, kind of like he said, I, don't, I didn't really expect that to ever come to fruition. And when Carrie and I first talked about it, you know, kind of like you guys mentioned a while ago now – it was like really that that's a possibility. Okay, great. Um, and I can say just to boost George's um, esteem, the reaction on the board has been good. And you know we talked. Kerry kind of referenced the uh, Jason Kersey uh, athletic thing. And the first response when we said yesterday that there was going to be big news coming today, and it was like if it's them hiring Jason Kersey, we riot. So there's been no rioting. They seem much happier with George Doya. And I yet again get to put down Jason Kersey, so this is all very perfect for me, and I am am very happy in this moment.
0: Yeah, I I don't like Jason either, so that we're on the same page there.
2: Exactly.
3: You know, Jason has bought a a Pod Hat. You know, I don't appreciate you. (laughs) You're treating our customer base this way
4: might need a lawyer someday too. There might to be on the uh, the Sooner Scoop Council.
3: Uh, George and I were talking. We want Jason Especially to be our. Especially if we get like trespassing charges ever or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> we, oh, want, we want Jason to be our FOIA lawyer. So uh, what is a FOIA lawyer for freedom of information? Oh, 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 information. Yeah, oh,
4: oh. I was thinking something else.
3: Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it, I tell you, what, let's get the pod going. Uh, the Enjoy Vision, fresh perspective. Uh look ahead as uh, Sooner's getting ready to play some basketball. Bob will chime in here on that uh, in just a minute. But coming off of an improbable win at, at Iowa State, uh, whereas the women – is their last game the loss to Texas?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, that was uh, not not a, not a pretty no.
4: performance on Saturday. Uh, when you get like 15 combined points from Maddie Williams and uh, Taylor Robertson, not – one to claim that I know a whole lot about that team, but I think it's going to be pretty tough for them to win basketball games if that's uh, what you're getting out of them.
3: Yeah, I think the one thing that, uh, that, that happened uh, when we look ahead or look back is, uh, you know, OU softball dominating UCLA, uh, number one versus number two. It was a mismatch. Uh, the demise of the softball program. Greatly over-exaggerated. <laughs> they lost the Baylor. They're done. I also think we've got our uh, NIL stuff figured out with the softball. So, uh, going to be expecting Go that on. here this week. Uh, or at least our I'm first initial plan uh, to, uh, to help out softball with some NIL programming. Oh, uh, you baseball gets some wins as well. Uh, it was nice to see uh, coming up when the enjoy Vision Fresh Perspective. We'll talk about their weekend coming up as well.
2: Uh, and you know recruiting wise it was a pretty quiet week right Josh? It, it really was now finally we get to get into a moment where they've you know kind of looking ahead the uh, y- you've got some visitors coming in this weekend and I'm actually finishing up woke as we speak. so there is um, there, there's plenty going on finally in recruiting after a couple of weeks where I feel like we were stuck with a little bit of filler
3: well, uh, enjoy fresh perspective is uh, brought. Enjoy Vision, fresh perspective, brought to you by Enjoy Vision. Uh, they have uh, one of the world's most notable clients sitting right here in our very room. That is the uh, Mister Edward Lawrence Radosovich the third. By the way, two thirds. We have a George Story the third, Edward Radosevic the third. Putting it's together,
4: uh, putting together, quite the. Uh Would that be a royal uh, kind of family type of deal? Lineage. Yeah, lineage.
3: (laughs) If the monarchy strikes in Oklahoma, you two will be very well positioned. Well, and you know who we're hiring as a driver if that happens?
4: That'd be Sarah Stitt, who has wrecked multiple government vehicles uh you're right carrie i do use i did use enjoy vision to uh get a laser vision in oklahoma city it's uh the easiest thing that i've ever done uh something that i thought about doing for a long long time and with a combination of mind-blowing technology experienced eyeball surgeons and exceptional patient care it was life-changing for me i showed up it's like 2 30 in the afternoon i was out of there by you know five o'clock six o'clock uh, and basically, had perfect vision after that. So, it's, uh, it's something that I would recommend for anybody that is of uh, needing vision, I guess, performance enhancement. How about that? Uh, it, and it's a pretty good deal. For any unofficial 40 listener right now, they're giving $400 off LASIK. All you need to do is go to enjoywithme.com. That is N J O Y with me.com. Use promo code U40. And you'll get uh, $400 off if you want to uh, check it out. It's something that I, I I truly, like I will tell everybody, and it's so cliche to say, Carrie, but if you're thinking about it and you use contacts or if you use glasses, uh, just go do it. it. It will be something that in the long run, in the grand scheme of things, that you'll be uh, very, very thankful for
3: uh, doing. So, yeah, use that promo code, U40, uh, get $400 off. Uh, your Lasik from Enjoy Vision. All right, Enjoy Vision, uh, fresh perspective. Uh, uh, let's hit up on uh, what we kind of saw this last week. I mean, Bob, uh, are there any sharp objects around Bob over there? I'm just, I'm afraid I'm he's going to be like stabbing George and like this is my part of the pod, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the basketball team and the softball team uh, both posting some well, softball very impressive wins. Basketball very unexpected. I mean, they were were down fourteen to three. Uh, they started shooting threes. Iowa I'll be State honest. I woke anything. up
4: at 11.13 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> it was already 7 Kind of groggy. And, well, kind of groggy. Got up, used the restroom, and then I was like, oh, shit. The OU basketball game's on. And they were in that first TV timeout. 7 nothing.
3: Oh, and yeah. I came back, and I was like, okay. This <laughs> is going to get bad. Bob, to me, I, what stands out is we've talked about it a lot, but Porter finally fully committed to the athletic lineups.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't what worked on uh, Saturday. It was Jacob Groves, yeah, Jacob Groves coming right. back from the dead, basically. I mean, the guy scored twelve points in the entire month of February, and then scored sixteen in Ames, and that's just that's that's what they you know they don't need it every night, but they just need someone else to contribute to be that third or fourth guy. And something interesting that Porter said yesterday when we asked about Jacob Groves, he said if you I what Porter told Jacob, if you defend well, you're getting twenty to twenty-five minutes. Stop worrying about if I miss a shot or you know, miss this, I'm gonna be taken out. If you continue to do everything else well, you're going for at least twenty five minutes and just happen that the shot would fall in two. But I think that's been a problem. And I think that's something that when we get to a caravan season, that'll be a question I really will definitely ask Porter Moser these people seem like when they make one mistake, they're wondering if they're going to be taken out and they can't get into a rhythm and they don't feel comfortable and I'm wondering if that's something that Porter's going to have to adjust because I think that's a hallmark or like a staple of these first two seasons is people are wondering how quick am I going to get the hook if I have a charge here or a turnover there or a missed shot there because it's happened time and time again.
3: Well, and, and, you know, like you said, didn't expect that out of Jacob Groves. But, you know, there was – I mean, I guess you have to kind of credit OU's defense a little bit because Iowa State was just – I mean, they weren't making shots, but they were – I mean, those – I'm trying to think, like, some of the last possessions of the game, they had guys, like, jacking it up basically from half court.
1: Yeah, I mean, they I'll, they got them 38-22 to 22 in the second half, and that was just a monster game by Tanner Groves doing – what Porter has talked about, don't let your scoring dictate everything else. He had thirteen rebounds, all on defense. He had three block shots, so he's controlling the paint. And Iowa State's got the post advantage. It just didn't show up on that uh day. And then that's why Porter Moser's still optimistic. He's like it's not over. Like, why can't we make a run? What's why, not over? Why, why couldn't it be us? Oh, win the whole thing, the Big 12 tournament? Yes. He said that yesterday. Like, it's not over. Why can't it be us? Like, Porter,
3: we're still not sitting Bob the Kansas City.
1: This <laughs> is so, like, why can't it happen? Because as long, if they play TCU well coming up Saturday, they would at least have an instance of we played this team well on this day. Like, there's there would be that belief that, hey, maybe not in both games we were competitive, but at least one of those times around, we played them pretty tight and we know we can hang with them for 40 minutes.
4: I believe, but that also sounds like something that you would say as you're passing around some peyote in front of Doc Sadler's uh, RV out in the parking lot of uh, the Lloyd Noble Center.
1: And if they lose to Kansas State tonight, OU is guaranteed the 10 seed if they can still find what like if Texas Tech were to lose to OSU Saturday and OU runs the table against the Wildcats and T and the Frogs then OU would get out of the 10 seed that's the only way that it could possibly happen.
2: Josh, if we hang a believe sign in the office, does it need to be <laughs> yellow and blue? It it damn well better be. Okay. okay, we're not messing around, and it needs to be handwritten. Not that's right. We're, we're not. Yeah. Was it not tape? It was taped. Yeah, was yes. because then, well, I guess we, we run into the danger of spoiler alerts, but it was ripped down fairly easily. So,
4: <laughs> I think you should be noted that I made the first believe sign in 2005 at Putnam City North. They <laughs> ripped my idea, spurred us onto uh, the state semifinals Are you go after the Sudeikis? largest classification in the state of Oklahoma. I mean, maybe I should. It sounds like maybe I should.
0: You can buy right. it at Hobby Lobby. I have it in my, my oh, new they apartment have them, you
4: sell
3: them now
0: yeah you can you can buy like the canvas one i bought one it's in it's in my apartment it says
3: believe yeah that the the, the it's Lasso just like side. the
0: one yeah it's just like the one in
4: the in the show i think anybody that is part of putnam city north would know that i came up with that <laughs> <Okay>. idea <laughs> that was me that was third you know 20 years ago or 18 uh, years ago whatever
2: through this weekend eddie how'd that go
4: Oh, shots Man, fired! Twenty and two with two losses to PC West. That's fireable. <laughs> got beaten uh, regional. Is that right? They're in regional right now, or they're going to area uh, now? Area, area. area. This, this, week, yeah. this weekend. Yes. Well, Ryan Wagner. I I know that there's a lot of people that like him, and he got him to uh, number one in the state earlier this year. And I think he's won a state championship there. Uh, you don't make the state tournament, and don't give me an opportunity to watch the Panthers. Uh, I'll be calling for a firing. I've already called for Porter Motors' job once this year. I have no problem calling for high <laughs> school coaches' You job. called
3: for Jacob Groves to never play again, too, and then he had 16 points last week. Uh,
4: yeah, and before I apologize for anything that I've said about it, Jacob Groves, he needs to maybe go do it again.
3: Do it one more time, and then maybe I'll apologize. Don't like again. sit on your laurels and yeah, like you, think you, made, you can stink now. You made four, four shots. What do you have, like 12 points in like five games leading up to that or something?
1: He had 12 points in the previous eight games.
3: That's pathetic. I could do that. (laughs) Challenge! (laughs) Let's do it. Uh, Okay, so uh, OU Softball, uh, Bob, the double-duty man now, uh, they go to the big California tournament, uh, and that was the marquee event. Everybody was waiting on it. Uh, And it looks like OU is getting back to their run rule ways a little bit.
1: A little bit. I mean, 9.30 in the morning on a Sunday, bring your own energy. And, you know, we're going to talk with Patty here later this afternoon but i what stood out to me is the way they exploded in the second inning all with two outs those all six runs came with two outs and that's the type of confidence that you can you know really carry over it's like it doesn't matter what the situation is we know we've got the firepower, we've got the bats we've got the pitching there's no game situation where we're going to be in trouble
3: I know I should be subscribing to Flow Softball. I'm not going to do it. Uh, there. Well, we're done. We're done with Flow Softball. Right. I, I know it goes into late. it's all ESPN Plus now. But like, I didn't. Uh, what I'm saying is, I didn't really get to watch the games or I didn't watch the games. Like, if, is Jordy ball sol- solving some things at all on the mound? How about it? Was Alex Duraco that Starocco was, the, big story was of the, weekend. the
1: story of the weekend? But yeah, and and even if Jordy isn't, you just hear the calmness from from Patty. It's like I'm not worried about it. It's going to take a little bit of time, and I like the way that she's progressing. It's like, yeah, she's not dominant right from the get-go. That's okay. We need her to keep getting better, to keep feeling more comfortable. And it's going to come. Like, she's... Even going back to Baylor, it's like, it was one bad pitch. Now it ended up costing, but it was just one really bad at-bat from the entire game. So even, you know, it's just... a sign of a veteran coach, an all-time legendary coach. Like I'm just not worried about it. It's not, it's not even close to hitting the panic button with the team, with Jordy. I know how we can respond from this. And that's exactly what they showed throughout the course of the weekend. And now, I mean, we have saw what Nicole May did in the first weekend when it mattered most. And now what Alex did last week, like, you know, you have three legitimate pitchers that you can count on at all times. And that's not saying that, Kier- that Kirsten Deal won't end up being that person. She definitely could. But you already know going into March that you've got three pitchers that can just deliver it on any given day.
3: All right. Uh, I want to remind you guys, uh, one of our great sponsors, PrimeShrimp.com. Go check them out. P-R-I-M-E-Shrimp.com. I didn't have a great segue this week. I'm sorry, Eddie. I know it's disappointing to you, uh, but uh, restaurant quality meals uh, in under ten minutes. Just go on. They've revamped the way that uh, that you can uh, order your shrimp or the way they package the shrimp, uh, in that uh, they're just single servings now versus getting the two. Uh, so uh, it's about ten dollars, eleven dollars per package. If you order five packages, use the promo code Sooner Scoop and you'll get twenty five percent off your entire order. Uh, it is just, uh, it's great stuff and and the different flavors that they have available, whether you're more Cajun guy, uh, or, uh, you're, you're more simple, maybe the, the garlic herb butter. Uh, those are are fantastic shrimps, but they've got the new Orleans style barbecue. That's their latest flavor, lemon and cracked pepper shrimp, uh, a really good one as well. So, uh, use that promo code sooner scoop on, on five packages or more in under 10 minutes. No mess, no fuss. Uh, if you're you know single dude at home, you just want a good meal, uh, get on PrimeShrimp.com and order those. Get them in your freezer and have those handy, and then you don't have to pay all those thirty dollar DoorDash fees that end up biting you in the ass. Uh, so PrimeShrimp.com, use that promo code SoonerScoop, twenty five percent off your order of five packs or more. Um, let's step to the combine a little bit, and I think we'll get to baseball and and, and go through some recruiting. Uh, but George, uh, you've covered what three combines now?
0: Uh, two, two, I think. Because one was still COVID, I think. Oh, in that's the
3: right. Yeah, media stuff. But yeah, that's when the, that's when basically like as soon as the COVID thing happened, then the players' union was like, yeah, why are we still doing? Why are you
4: this? guys using the bunny ears when you say COVID?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, I mean, I know like you've gotten there and you're like. It's wide open. You're probably paying attention to everybody because you don't know. Maybe you've heard that the Broncos, you know, need this position. So there's certain guys. I I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe you can explain it to me kind of what your approach was when you're going there covering the Broncos.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's the best media event I've ever attended in terms of it's just a massive party. Um, so I enjoyed that part of it going to Indianapolis. But basically the way it works is the uh, coach and GM for each team will speak, uh, I think, either today or yesterday. They spoke, um, and that's really what you're going down there to cover. Because the odd thing is, unlike you know here at pro day, everybody gets to go watch them do the events. That's not the case right. at the combine for the media. That like you you get put on like a pool list, and you might get selected to go watch like one group workout at the combine. So you don't actually get to watch it. You're watching it on TV like everyone else. But they make all the players available to the media, uh, and that's kind of where you get to go around and, and ask some of the guys. I mean, I remember last year uh, Jeremiah Hall was there and, and, you know, Jeremiah is, was great here at Oklahoma, but no one spoke to him at the combine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, except for myself, I went up and talked to him cause I, I covered him when he was a, I think freshman or sophomore, um, at OU. So it, it's a good, uh, space to kind of get to know some of the guys and, and those sorts of things. But for them, it's, uh, you know, those, those players that are there for OU this week, uh, it's a lot of meetings. Like, yeah, you have like the, the, the events that you want to perform well in. But uh, the meetings, I think, have become almost more important for a lot of those guys uh, than the combine itself. Yeah, the measurables can maybe help you get, um, you know, a, a better draft grade or whatever. You know, I think of a guy like Braden Willis. This could be a really big week for him in terms of testing. But I think he also will excel in, you know, uh, those sort of interviews and meeting with teams. And you're meeting with pretty much every single team this week. And, and some of those guys that were in the Senior Bowl, Met with them out there, but uh, it's it's a pretty big week for them, and I think we're seeing less and less guys kind of participate in the the actual events, uh, especially when it comes to pro day. Like I I don't expect some of these guys to do anything at pro day except for a meet with teams. So it's kind of changing that aspect where I think more teams are are kind of going away from you know uh, those events and and that sort of thing.
3: Well, I gotta think of too, it too. It's it's for GMs and in coaches like. They're realizing that people are starting to kind of p- perfect these pro day quarter uh, quarterback uh, kind of routes that they're, they're, I mean, like, you look at the Zach Wilson thing and like he, everybody was so impressed with his pro day. Uh, and then, you know, he just has really bad, you know, first year, second year uh, in the NFL. And now they're ready to give up on him. So um, it's like the Bryce Young thing. Yeah. If you know, you're going to be the number one overall pick or you think you're close to that. Just have your own pro day, you know, have a a safe environment, Uh, you know, go out there and and look like you're the best quarterback that's ever thrown a football. And that's kind of how they make those things out to be. Uh, I, you know, I am really curious. And and we've talked a lot in the podcast just about the quarterback room and the, and and who's going to be out there, but the Richardson kid and Will Levy and stuff like that. I mean, I would think it'd be a pretty fascinating year to cover the combine just to see kind of what the buzz is. Around the quarterbacks,
0: yeah. I mean, the quarterbacks for sure. And last year, it was such a weird year because the quarterbacks really weren't a big deal. I mean, you remember no one took a quarterback. I think till was it Pittsburgh with Pickett. With Pickett, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is one of those years where it's the opposite again this year, where it's there could be two or three guys taken in the top five. The other interesting thing too is it, like I said, everybody's there. I mean, you're talking about every head coach is there, all the assistant coaches are there. Uh, you know this is where the Russell Wilson trade was initiated a year ago I mean that's when it started uh, you know those conversations I mean that's GMs are talking to each other trades and those sorts of things so um, it's just a really interesting time because it's everybody in the NFL that's anybody uh, is Indian in Indianapolis this week and a lot of them are are partying or coming up with you know blockbuster trades and stuff like that but yeah the, the quarterbacks this year I, I think it's interesting because I I think it's one two between Young and, and Stroud but uh I guess people like Will Levis, but I don't I don't really no, see it.
1: I don't see it either.
0: Is the shrimp overrated? Uh no, it's okay. I mean I'm I'm a big shrimp guy, but like it's not one of those things that Because um, it's, something it's that Indianapolis, I'm like, yeah. It's, yeah like, it's no prime shrimp. I'll say oh, that. Oh wow, there look we go The go company on. man already. No, right go <laughs> but it's all right. It's good.
4: I think the only Josh, the only time that we went up to Indianapolis for the uh, Rivals camp up there. We almost went to St. Elmo's, didn't we? I, it might have been – the line might have been too long to get in or something. I can't remember.
2: There was some hang-up. You're right, Eddie, and I can't remember what that was. It was that year and – I, and I was, of course, being a Colts fan, I was so jacked to go up there. It was the first year ever that rivals didn't do it in the stadium yeah. of the, the team. They went to the <laughs> practice facility, which, I mean, it's something. But, like, it's still like, oh, man, that was going to be cool to, you know, kind of be around everything. But um, – yeah there was because we were downtown like, yeah there, there was every there, reason to do it and I can't remember what what it was that uh that held us up I
4: want to say that, like the two nights that we were there there was like one night we had some other dinner plan and then the night that we could go I want to say that it was like booked or something that we we literally couldn't get into the building I, I'm not sure what happened there
2: yeah we we didn't draw we should have mentioned that you were a third that that would have helped us that I, that I think we so just, we were under my name, and it didn't have the same cachet and then we
4: went and saw one of the most overrated uh, tourist attractions in possibly all of America in the Indianapolis five hundred
2: that is the most underwhelming place I've I
4: would ever go seen. though I would go to a race. I think that that probably changes a
2: lot but like. Do you remember like it was just in the middle of like a neighborhood yeah like it was just kind of there you just kind of got there and you're like wait this is the track because i'm used to like texas motor speedway and you couldn't miss that for five miles and I-, I swear you wouldn't know that place was there if you weren't looking for it
4: oh well probably will never get up there for an indy 500 that's okay what is it usually memorial weekend right Yep. That's during baseball season anyways.
3: Now, now that uh, Kevin Sumlin's coached again, maybe he can get you in. He's always there when he's been oh, retired. At, at the Indy 500? Yeah. Oh, he really? People. Yeah.
4: I didn't know that he was into Indy cars guy, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, it will be interesting to see how the OU guys do. Josh, I know that you wrote something for uh, the website just as far as kind of looking at the seven guys that are going to be up there for Oklahoma. It seems like if there is anything uh, as far as buzz that, Continues for the Oklahoma players. Anton Harrison continues to move up the board in the first round.
2: It, he really, th- that has been, and I know, you know, the one that kind of got everybody going was was Kuyper putting him, I think, 13th overall to the Jets uh, in his latest mock. And, you know, I am, I, uh, both of ESPN's two guys are not my favorite draft analysts by any stretch of the imagination, but Kuyper is pretty good about knowing. Where guys are valued. I don't think he's a great evaluator, but I think like he does a good job, kind of shaking you know hands and figuring out you know okay this this team kind of likes this guy or whatever it is. I feel like he does a pretty decent job with that. So I think it's interesting. Um, both, you know, again, for us as guys that watched it every week, it doesn't shock me. Like Anton Harrison's really good, and I was kind of surprised early on how it didn't seem like he had a lot of groundswell when he initially made his his announcement. Um, what does surprise me is Wanye Morris keeps – like, guys, Wanye Morris may go in the second round. Like, that is a possibility from people that you read just because his traits are just so special. I mean, he's, a, he's also, a unique – But
3: they also there's, – there's a select few plays where Wanye Morris kills people. But yes. but like they don't show the plays where he basically Whoops, just takes plays he's off. He's not coming yep. back yeah. to Oklahoma? <laughs> that was you, something, you know, wasn't you, it? What the hell it, he was He he had
2: like a huddle highlight so that he could just like, these are my five, seven, <laughs> eight plays. <laughs> yeah. And don't look at, yeah, don't look else. at the
1: entire game.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the problem. It's like, okay, are guys going to change? Their attitude's going to change just because they're getting money? Like maybe for a little bit, but eventually they're... They're just going to be what they were, yeah. It's never consistent. It,
4: it was very under. It's probably unfair to say underwhelming what he gave to Oklahoma, but he wasn't the All American that I think a lot of people thought when you know he initially makes that announcement. And those three kids are coming over from Tennessee with him, Eric Gray and Key Lawrence. He's probably not the guy that everybody thought Oklahoma was getting.
3: But he was. The, but he was probably also better than. What, what everybody wants
4: to remember. I well, but, yeah,
3: I mean, that's true. But, you know, I remember like, you know, when he came in and he was sitting out uh, and even when he was injured, like Gabe would always tell me, like, once he's healthy, he's the guy like he's just too talented not to be the guy. And then he was healthy and then he wasn't playing. Everybody's was <laughs> like, why isn't he playing? And obviously Bill was trying to get more out of him on the practice field, which, you know, good offensive line coaches do. But I, I don't know. I, it, second round. I mean, I don't care how much talent that guy has. He's just too inconsistent for me.
2: I would be, I don't like third. I'd probably be in just because if he does lock it all in, sure. you've gotten a huge steal. That risk reward is worth it. But second rounder, that's a guy you think is going to come in and start, like probably day one, if not very early on. Like that, that's a big, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, equity to put into him. I, I I don't know how I'd feel about that. Uh,
3: you you know, we mentioned Brayden Willis earlier. Um, I, you know, Eric Gray, another guy that I think will be interesting to see where he goes. I, I, I mean, I can't say I I, that I've looked at every mock draft, but I can't, I can't fathom Eric Gray not being drafted. Now, he's he's going to be a multi-purpose guy. He's got to prove he can catch the ball, but I think he and Brayden Willis probably both, you know, receiving drills is going to be key for both of those guys.
2: I was listening. Um, I think it was Lance Zerline was talking um, the other day, and he's really high on Eric Gray. Uh, guy uh, does, I think he does some NFL.com stuff. I think he's had a really uh, NFL good showing at the at Senior point. Bowl, too, Eric Gray. And, and he was saying if Gray comes in and runs a good 40, like, and I kind of right. got the impression he met you know, mid to low four fives, he thinks he could be a third round guy. Like, he likes Eric Gray a lot. Um, I think speed I, is the I question. By that, yeah, But we've seen him get caught from behind. It,
1: time and time again, yeah.
2: yes. He's not a burner. I I just wonder if, you know, because you know that's what he spent the last two months working on. Like, that, that's abs- just testing everything about it, how to run the best possible 40. And I bet he, you know, like, if it goes well, he'll run a 40. He could never, ever run again. Like, he's just going to be perfect for that, that moment in time. But if he can go out and do it and show that it's there, I mean, guys, if you know, Kerry, you were talking a second ago about those three guys that came in from Tennessee. If you'd have told me a couple of years ago that Eric Gray was going to be the best player out of those trio, and it's not even close, like I I would have never believed you. He was the throw-in. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was anywhere near the other two.
3: We kind of shit on him for a while.
2: Did. Until I, last I, year, I was not yeah. a big fan. No,
1: we yep. weren't even on the gray train in the first couple weeks. Looked like Marcus Major was the best running back, and then something switched. We when, called
2: for
3: Marcus Major to <laughs> replace him when Devontae com- yes. for everybody. To when conference
1: him. play started, he took it to a different level. Like that's what a number one back is supposed He's to just do. a Big Twelve guy
2: is what he is. No, I'm just kidding. It's just such he a was shame. Really good. Like. Because so many of his best games, like West Virginia, he was awesome against West Virginia, and no one's ever going to remember. No that one wants to watch that of the game. Way yes. That game went. exactly. Uh, can I call? Okay, real quick, let's let's
3: take some guesses. I'm not going to write these down, but Eric Gray, Braden Willis, forty yard dash guesses. We are the unofficial Ooh. forty. <sighs> Eric Gray.
4: I don't know like four 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 nine is that crazy or is that yeah, low yeah that would would that be crazy that would be incredible for okay, him that's big money for
3: <laughs> that Eric would Ray. be that's if money that, <laughs> okay money. i'll tell you what's I'll in go, my head for I'll Eric go gray four five three for Braden willis oh very for, great for
4: i don't know i have no uh, idea uh, i'm terrible I'm four, at guessing 40 I the four six four you have to use a sundial to get my 40 just the I'm way going four seven two. Yeah, the
1: way he got four caught. Four seven. The way he got caught. Like he never had a long touchdown run because he could never finish it. Yeah,
4: yeah, he was always getting caught. God, four seven. Seriously. I you, tell, Wait.
2: I'm Kerry, going were four you six. Four seven on gray. Yes. Woo man. That hard. is. I mean. <laughs> I just want to shit on him that's one last time. Fast, that's what this is about. But, <laughs>
4: Don't say, uh, right, I, don't say pause. All right. Don't say pause. Alright, I'm gonna lock in 453. Is that just, okay, I'm is gonna that write crazy? These down write them down. All right. Is four, that Josh? Is that crazy
2: 453? I went four five seven. For okay. Gray. So, okay. I mean, okay. You're, you're not far off where I was. And I went four seven for Willis if if Carrie's keeping track. So I'll just I'll stick with what I put in that story. Okay,
3: Eddie, you're going 453. 4'53 four,
4: for Gray. Uh Big Braden. I'll go four seven two.
1: Ah, oh, that was. Is that right. what you're gonna yeah. go? Well, you that, can
4: have four seven uh, I'm, two. I'm going. I'm yeah, we can go, <laughs> we the, can same. go the same. I mean, because I think that, like, what is what is the fastest? Like, what did George Kittle run at the uh, at the combine?
3: Um, uh, uh, probably pretty light then. So I imagine it was like in the four seven range.
0: It says here four five two. Four five two. Oh, wow,
3: that's really
2: good. Yeah, I mean he, I is, he is an all pro. Thirty five inch vertical, <laughs> like, I mean,
4: I I somehow some way it got it got retweeted back into my timeline. Just his little, I guess, like the highlight portion of what he did at the combine. A, I forgot that he did most of it with the tampon in his nose because his nose was bleeding. Oh, I forgot and about that. B, like just watching him move and like you know do the uh, the line drill catching balls from each side. He looks so damn good. Like I, I still can't believe that George Kittle, the guy that we saw over at Norman High School as a as a rail thin, as an afterthought to Donovan Roberts, buck sixty five <laughs> tight end. I can't believe that he's turned into you know the, the best tight end in
3: in the NFL. Problem is, everybody hated so put, his dad too, so it's yeah. like they weren't going to mm-hmm. give his son any
0: credit. Sure.
2: To put it in perspective, that four five two, Mark Andrews ran four six seven, and we know Mark Andrews can run.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Willis is going to be closer to like four eight. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. You guys watched him more than no, I did, I, but I think he's a little bit slower.
2: I but. don't. I don't think that like speed
4: would necessarily be his. Uh, forte. Yeah, I bet he's
3: a I'm four seven. I bet is his ceiling.
4: What did yep.
0: Calcaterra run last year?
4: Did he
3: go to the combine?
0: Think he was there because I think I, he yeah is. he did because I talked to him there I believe yeah yeah
2: yeah because he was at SMU oh, okay. and then he went there okay yeah
1: just say Josh Josh wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> four
2: uh, six two is what is what Calcaterra ran last year Josh what were you on Eric Gray four five two four five seven is what I went with with Gray
3: and Bob what were you
1: I'm gonna go four six two
3: I'll give him two tenths stick back stick with my asshole pick at four seven two. <laughs> <laughs> That is just not going to be good for our guy if that's what he runs. Yeah, Such a good that's, too, And he's like best friend with Isaiah Thomas. I'm just digging a hole. Third down back.
4: I, I do think that he can find a role somewhere. I mean, obviously.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, Eddie, you went four seven two for Braden Willis. Josh, what are you going
2: for Braden Willis? 4-7. 4-7. I want a 4-7 yeah. flat. Bob, I, what you I, I, I don't think that's what he wakes up and runs but two months of him knowing how important that's going to be to him being a little bit undersized, I just feel like he's he'll run the best forty of his life.
1: Four seven four.
3: One more dagger. Four seven one. Oh, a hundredth of Willis a second faster gray. than Gray. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or is that a thousandth of a second? That's a thousandth of a second.
0: What do you think Mims runs?
3: Ooh, that's a good question.
0: Can he get the 4-3? I don't know. Because I think he'll be one of the I faster ones there.
3: Nine.
1: Yep. If he can get 4-3, four, 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 three,
2: three, mm. that's what I went with. I and, and I think that's best case scenario. Absolute best. because Marvin's one of those guys that's really fast, but I don't like when you – I don't know, watching him run, I don't appreciate it. It's more about like the people around him aren't catching him. Um, I,
4: I, is it unfair to say that as a whole I don't think that – like Oklahoma fans will truly appreciate how good Marvin Mims was until he gets to the NFL. Like just as a whole, I think everybody somewhat does. But like going back and like looking at some of the stuff that he would, or some of the the catches that he would make, it just seems like it's like this guy was
0: really. It's just really puzzling
1: damn good. why the first two years of his career he wasn't used in the second half.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that still that's makes no sense. Bare. He feels like the type of guy, too, and I could be totally wrong on this, but we'll look up in a couple years, and he'll be playing like – he'll get drafted by, like, the Chiefs in, like, the fourth or fifth round and just be, like, a total dude He'd be, for some team. Maybe Marvin Mims is, like, one of those perfect examples, too, of somebody that it's it's okay
4: not to go to a team that sucks, which, you know, it's it's okay not to go very high in the draft as opposed to going to the right fit, which – for a lot of guys, that ends up being a
3: really good thing. You know what I would do as soon as I finish my 40 yard dash? I'd slip into some dead socksy socks. They should run it. <laughs> I, I would run my 40 in dead socksy. I don't know why not. Uh, deadsoxy.com, D E A D S O X Y. I want you to go to the website right now. As, as the sound of my voice lets you go to the website, uh, I want you to shop, go to shop, shop by color, crimson. Uh, and go look at those beautiful socks right there. They have the Eight Bit Maker Bayfield back in stock. Uh, they've got the Oklahoma Mixed Four Pack Bundle uh, that has uh, the wagons on it. They're taking our cue. They're they're telling those people uh, stuff it. We're going to sell this stuff because there's no trademarks on it. I guess I'm just yeah, I haven't talked to them about this. Uh, but what you do is you get you you load those in your cart. I'm going with the Oklahoma Mixed Four Pack Bundle. It's uh, it's 64.95. And what you do is you use the promo code scoop. When you check out, you get 25% off that order. Even if you've got some sales stuff in there, like you get the gray with crimson, the wide stripe for $15 on sale, you still get 25% off of that. So go to deadsoxy.com. Great sponsors of the pod. Uh, great humanitarians. And uh, go load that card up with the crimson collection. Uh, or boardroom. But I don't know why you can't wear crimson in the boardroom. I mean... Uh get fired up. It's all crimson. Let's go on this edition of the Dead Soxie ad read. Uh deadsoxie.com. Promo code scoop 25% off. Uh and as always, stay soxy. Okay, so by the way, Anton Harrison do we expect him to put like a crazy amount of reps up on the on the weight on the weights?
2: no mm, not yeah. I, I don't with his length and the way he's put together I don't if he if like to me to me if I'm him hit 22 23 and you're fine no one's gonna care like he can't come in with 16 or something but he needs to put up a decent number but if he does that with his feet he's going to be just fine
1: too many years under Wiley <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Orlando I mean what did he get that year that everybody made fun of him for not getting many it was on the something pro. terrible. Oh it
3: was like thirteen or something. The, I 12. thought it was
0: Yeah, 12, 13, And
3: then he had to then he had to lift at the pro day and I think he got to like eighteen and everybody was like, oh okay.
2: Just, he turned out all right. Just don't do that. Four, 14 <laughs> reps. Fourteen. Ran five eight five. Wow. Yeah, I mean it one was one the, the worst, worst the pro day you'd ever see. It
3: was the worst pro day ever. I mean I remember he came back for his pro day uh, or his worst combine ever. He came back for his pro day and he basically fell on his sword. He's like, "Yeah, I didn't prepare like I should have. Like I didn't take it seriously and I didn't realize it could be that bad." But he was okay at his pro day. And then, you know, he's just one of those guys that had to, you know, had to show it on the field and he has. Now he's in line for <sighs> tons of money, but tons of money.
2: That's and, so crazy that these got like it, it probably you know, and again, i was listening to some NFL draft guys talking and some of them have some front you know office experience and stuff. And they were saying that, you know, the combine, what happens on the field isn't taken as seriously by teams as it is like by the general public. But they're like, it does matter. And it's more about have you put in the work and they want it. Then when they're in meetings, those are very important because they want to see what kind of person you are, how you retain information, all those kind of things. But they were like, it's not as important. But that it just blows me away. And I, it's probably because I'm a combine junkie and I want to watch every minute of it. That someone would be like, I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. Like, really? Like this is like your job interview. This is because I mean, we all know Orlando's been thinking about being an NFL guy since he was like 10. So it's it's just that's crazy that I mean, and obviously it's worked out just fine for him. But it's just crazy that there are guys like. Because you know that's gonna, there'll be, there's always a few guys like that every year. Um, and I guess I, I had missed when he said that back in the, at that point in time.
3: By the way, I had not really seen a lot of PJ's brother. I watched him in the uh, Senior Bowl. I mean, if he's a freak at the Combine, he is one of the most oddly-shaped freaks I've ever seen. Because he was so
2: much like shorter and squattier than I thought. Yeah, he's like six one, six one and 3 quarters or something like that. Um, but, it like, seeing him and, like, how well, like, he's just jacked. And yeah. you're like, that people, like, you think that dude's a freak. And he made Feldman's freak, freaks list last year. I'm yeah. like, you haven't seen anything. The, the, the younger brother's far scarier.
3: I always wondered, like, if it wouldn't be a good idea for a, a college program to have, like, a yearly pro day where they invite, like, people to see him, like, compete in the combine drills just to give kids an idea of where they are and where they need to be. I think that'd be a good idea.
1: Well, you yeah, mean like how, char- publicity. how Charleston Rambo was there for Kyler, or are you talking like something No, different? I'm talking about
3: like the underclassmen, like, you know, have everyone compete in a combine. Like, have your whole team do it and release the results. And so you see like, okay, well, this, is, this kid's a freshman, but he's running a four three nine or something. Ah, it's like it builds, it built to me, it would build a lot of interest in your program and your players in
2: the program. That's for But then guys. you'd also have the, why aren't you playing the freshman? He ran 4 2. <laughs> oh, <say. yeah. laughs> boy, would
0: you ever. <laughs> who will uh? Who will throw for OU on Pro Day? Will they have Dylan Gabriel Ooh. go out there and throw on Pro Day? I don't well, know. Well, they've it, had
3: uh, Lossman do it
0: before.
3: Yeah, uh, Lossman,
0: J- uh, JP.
4: JP Lossman did it last year. hmm. That'll be interesting. I I'm,
0: I'm really not sure. But Dylan can if yeah. he wants to. Yeah. Because I remember didn't did Baker do that his before his senior year? No, it, it was they brought out who is a
3: receiver? Oh, was it Charleston Rambo? Yeah, I think that's like, right. He was an underclass. That's right. And yeah, yeah. he that's came right. out and, and he and caught, caught for, for Baker. Baker. Yeah. 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 But Ky, I remember Kyler was there. I mean, but like, yeah. And I don't think I think CD was eligible to do that, but they put Rambo out there instead. And we were always we were all like, man, it would have been cool for CD to do that in front of the all the coaches. So now Pro Day is coming. I mean March March 30th. Yeah, March 30th. Yeah. OU's Pro Day, and that you know all the guys that aren't the combine, Justin Broyles, all those guys, uh, they'll be able to have their own Pro Day. So, what was the biggest snub, probably? I know we we talked about this. I'm trying to think. Not a
1: like snub, snub, but did, what Deshaun White was able yeah, to do. Is, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, he'll be a guy that's very excited to yes to participate in Pro Day.
0: Justin Broyles, snub?
2: No, sorry. <laughs> I think damn it's, it, George. You're just trying to upset <laughs> the whole mass. Right, right. Off I mean, the bat.
0: we've gone after
3: Eric Gray. We've gone after. Yeah, we need to stop.
2: You went after Eric Gray. You went after Eric it Gray. It was let's more let's, of a light hearted
3: ribbing, I would say. Determined <laughs> <laughs> as that. Uh all right. Uh recruiting. I know I was told by a little birdie that there was some field painting going on yesterday. Um looking like maybe they were getting it ready for uh, to look impressive for the juniors that are coming in this weekend. Uh, but it's it's I know, you know, Eddie was talking yesterday, like, this is going to be a pretty big damn deal this weekend, Josh.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, they are rolling in a pretty good group, and I really was trying to have this done, um, you know, like I said I earlier, work on because we do this. But, I mean, you've got Michael Hawkins. Uh, he confirmed for me right before we started the pod, actually, that he'll be in. Uh, Jaden Nickens, the big receiver from Oklahoma City Millwood, uh, 2024, 2025 guys. Um Probably the biggest one is Williams Maneri, the um, big defensive endman. Uh, defensive endman, I don't know what that was, uh, from uh, Lee Summit North. Same high school as Caden Green, the 2023 signee that's already on campus. And I, what I what I like again, and we talked about this last year, and it looks like that's clearly the way they're going to handle this. These aren't going to be the 40 person weekends where it's just a mass of people. They want to where their staff outnumbers the amount of players on campus so that everybody, you know, there's somebody always with you or with your family or, you know, with, with your coaches, whoever may may attend with you, you're always getting attention and making sure you know, hey, you're important, we want you here. And I, I'm about to put this note into my last little segment of Woke is I talked to a player that had tweeted out like in January that he was going to be there, a guy from uh, from Tennessee and was he was told he needed to reschedule because this is an offer weekend is what is what basically the rationale was (laughs) i mean that's harsh but it is what it is but what's interesting about that is there are a couple of guys local guys ladanian fields from oklahoma city southeast whose cousin rodney is actually committed to oklahoma state right now and harrison utley who we talked about last week from norman north uh who is a listener of the pod shout out to harrison um those two guys are both expected on campus this weekend, and I know Ladanian Fields was invited by Brent Venables personally. Now, does that mean those guys get offers? I don't know, but it's possible. Like it, it's within the, it, it with the way they have worked in the state of Oklahoma, and Harris Nutley's about to push into a you know double-digit offers. He's got a bunch. Ladainian Fields kind of hasn't taken off yet, but he's a quality player. I could absolutely see you finding kind of an athlete role for him um, you know maybe as a receiver but there are uh, you know there are a lengthy list of guys that are coming in but it's it's going to be I would guess 20 25 probably is the max and you're just going to see a lot of you know focus on those particular guys And like I said, I I think you're going to see probably a couple of new offers go out would be my guess.
1: Josh, does it feel weird to not have one commit for the 2024 class and to not have any – you're not going to have any of those guys at junior day kind of prodding or pushing, trying to get others to join him? That just – I mean, does does it feel strange?
2: It it does. I mean, you know, because we're so used to – and again, part of it is – just us being unaccustomed to working this way with it i mean we, we've all been so familiar with oh you know these guys are gonna be on board at a certain amount of time and you know oh pushing for commitments as early as they could get them that's not the way the staff operates so that's part of it it's just the unfamiliarity but at the same time i mean this time last year oklahoma had josh bates Jack arnold and eric mccarty yep. all on board Um, so, you know, and in all of those cases for more than a month at this point in time. So it is unusual. Now, do I, without going into saying too much, I don't think that run's going to last a lot longer from some of the things I'm hearing. Um, I would have, you know, my eye on, you know, I, I think a guy that everybody's been wondering about for a while is Michael Hawkins, who is coming in this weekend. Um, TCU has made things interesting, obviously with the move of Kendall Bryles, from arkansas to tcu and he was thought to be kind of an oak you arkansas battle and then you know briles moving to tcu makes it a more local possibility for him i still really like where OU is from what i'm hearing i, I feel like they've done a good job recruiting him um it feels like it's gonna it, it may just be a matter of time i mean we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes from here But if he, you know, had something planned for this weekend, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not I'm definitely not saying I know anything or people should count on it, but it's possible. Um, And then, you know, you go into some of the other guys, Bryant Wesco, who I've got a story. I'm hoping to run tomorrow with an interview I did with him recently um, is a guy that I think is, again, interestingly enough, is probably going to come down to OU and TCU, a kid out of Midlothian, which, you know, for those that don't know, just a little kind of south west of the dallas metroplex um and uh you know very very convenient for him to get to tcu just just up the road from fort worth or i guess down the road um so i those are some guys i would watch i don't know that west coming in this week and i don't believe he is that wasn't his plan when we spoke about a week ago um so we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. But I like I said, I know people are dying for commitments. I think you have to get used to the new schedule where there's going to be, I would guess, most years by June, you're looking at somewhere between three to seven commitments. I mean, a, a decent start, but nothing crazy. And then you're going to see the summer, they'll go crazy again. And then if Oklahoma can put a year together, I think those numbers start growing. You You start seeing more commitments. But a lot of guys right now are kind of like, okay, I love everything I'm hearing from OU – but what just happened last year? And so, you know, they're almost in the same spot we talked about last year where at some point you've got to – it can't be what's going to be, what will be, you know, whatever. It's got to be about showing production on the field, and that's going to put a lot of guys' fears to rest.
1: So do you feel the majority of the work this month is March 4th and then March 25th, which – what, are they deeming it the future freaks?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I and I'm trying to get more of a feel for what exactly that means. Like, what what is that a you know very strictly 2025? Got like you know I, I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. Um, but what I can say is talking to some of the guys that I know have been invited, it's pretty clear oh, OU wants them putting that out there on social. They they want it out there that this is going to be a big weekend and they want to do a lot with it. So I think that that weekend, I'm going to guess, is probably going to be a little bigger than this one. Okay. And then 11th and 18th, I think you might have some filler, you know, guys that can't make either Spring weekend. Spring break or, visits,
1: yeah, exactly. It, exactly,
2: yep. just kind of like as you can get here, hey, we, we'd love to have you kind of thing. But I think the 4th and the 25th are really going to be the focuses.
3: Yeah, you can kind of sense like that worked out really well for him last year, and Brent's trying to push. And I, like you said, he'll as it gets closer, he'll start reminding people how how important this is for recruiting the the spring game. In, oh yeah, in that weekend. Yeah,
1: I mean, heck, he did it a couple of weeks ago. He's yeah. like, hey, we got to break that record,
2: uh, <laughs> guys. I mean, have we have we talked about how I, I got to give Brent credit? I love the promo. Yeah, it was great. Uh, a little bit of shade. I mean, it was just perfectly done. <laughs> yeah, I got to think
1: 11 a.m. No, 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 no.
3: George, I got to think you were pretty jealous when you heard about the uh, all freshman uh, available, all transfer available thing. I mean, you know how hard that is to get to talk like get to talk to guys like that. I, that was just really impressed what Brett did that.
0: I I uh, remember the days of I think it was after the Army game in 2018 where we went two weeks of talking to the same. Yes, we uh, did. people. We did. Uh, yeah, and it was the, the access was just different then, and that's, that's one thing that I'm excited about. I mean, I, I think I, I pointed that out in the, the articles that they've never done anything like that, at least not when I've been around, and you guys have been around longer than I have. So uh, to see that, I mean, it's, it's awesome, and it seems like all those guys are pretty good interviews. I mean, it, I don't know. Don't I mean,
1: say well spoken here. <laughs> I'm a little. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm
0: a
3: little hurt that uh, George missed out on the psycho dick era of football. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, it was like Amani Bledsoe every single day, and he was like the worst interview on. The, I mean, he was a team captain that year, I think maybe, but was like he was he really?
4: Was he a team captain?
0: He was. I'd have to look. I mean, he, they had everybody was a team captain this year, but that's neither here nor there. But he was a he was a one worded answer type of guy, and we it was after that army performance, and uh,
1: well, they wanted to bring Bolton because Curtis Bolton spoke yes, too much truth. Yes,
0: yeah, he was. Yeah, so I remember those days. To to so now you know four or five years later for them to open it up to every single guy, transfers included. That's. Incredible. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
3: I just want all those USC reporters to know that I died for you. <laughs> I, I died for your sins. A lot of
4: people have been comparing it to, uh, you know, what Jesus Christ did for us. <laughs> I, I, I
3: mean, I feel like that comparison uh-huh. should be made more often. That's right.
0: It should be noted, I am Catholic, too, so me and Eddie. I was also a, a, an altar boy. Is there that you what you go. It's right. Right. Yeah.
3: Catholics just... Uh,
0: three. We got three. Over. three. Catholics are taking over the media. That's the
2: uncomfortable question. Go P- ahead. <laughs>
0: Proud Bishop Kelly alum, so... Pretty a little cool. rivalry Bishop with Kelly McGinnis. recruit on my radar. Yeah, me, I I, so. um, I don't like any McGinnis kids. now. Priest ever touch you. Is Brendan Walker still? On he those? is. He's, he is in school, but he is no longer playing. Yeah. If I run into him, he'll he'll hear it from me. But uh, I think he's the only McGinnis kid out there. And you know, Schmidt. Obviously, Gabe. I'll give Gabe right. some hell. That's right. But, what, what
1: about Zach Schmidt? Uh, oh yeah, the kicker.
0: Yeah. I don't really talk to kickers.
2: Oh. No, I'm just they kidding. don't have <laughs> lives. God, you 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 and Eddie. This is this is going to be a thing.
0: I like Turk though. I. He's he's a guy he won't get drafted, uh, but somebody will pick him up. I think he'll he might, he make might a roster. get drafted. Yeah,
4: I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's everywhere he's gone. He's done really well. Like kicked yeah. obviously very well. He has a hell of a leg. Yeah, he, I'm he, sure that he'll be up in uh, Indianapolis making. Uh, he's up there right making now making videos. He has stuff. already released making a video. Content. I think yeah. It's a good content opportunity. I, I bet him and uh, Pat McAfee hook up at some point. Uh, I don't think they would see eye to eye on ideology. That doesn't mean that they might not make content together. Maybe Turk
3: will try to baptize them or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I'm sure that would go. I mean, he's, McAfee gets baptized every week on College Game Day. That's true. Been baptized in Tennessee and Waco. I wouldn't want to be in that Waco River. I don't know about that Tennessee one. doesn't look that much cleaner. Anyway well you know, with all the trains lately I wouldn't get any river around there um no it, it i i think I, I wanted to ask you george just kind of you know moving forward you'll be here for spring football uh you know march twenty second i mean it's it's nothing new to you uh but kind of what what are you wanting to learn most about Brent Venables as a coach
0: that's a good question i mean one I'm looking forward to transcribing the hour long uh <laughs> You're here. conferences. We
3: might have to get some help finally in here for that.
0: Uh but uh, you know, I think just where what he's learned in the last year because I do think there was part of him and again I wasn't here but uh, I think there was a part of him that came in last year that uh thought that they were going to to be able to maybe turn this around quicker than than they have and so I think he's had to maybe step back. Um, you know previously especially after this last season and and kind of reevaluate where they're at so I think that uh, that perspective from him of uh, how he can he can get this thing back on track this year and keep the fan base engaged I think it's interesting he's trying to push for that many more people to show up uh, to the spring game I mean last year it was what 75,000 people I crazy you know after six and seven season I think it's gonna be tough to get 75,000 people in there but I think it's those things and, and just meeting him and get to know him. It seems like he's pretty media friendly, but um, I, I think that those are the things is, is where can he improve as a head coach? Cause I think a lot of times there's been a lot of people say, Oh, well, the roster wasn't there. And I think that's true, but I think, uh, you know, Brent also probably has some room to grow as a, as a head coach. I mean, uh, he's never done this before. And like I said, I think there were some areas that he obviously, you know, needs to grow in as well um, moving forward. So just learning those things and, and seeing how he goes through you know, his second spring here.
3: You know, I've been in a few NFL locker rooms. Uh, I do think that when you meet Danny Stutzman face to face, you'll be like, he'll be the one guy you're like, okay, that's what it looks like in NFL locker room. Guys like that.
0: Yeah. It's funny this last year, I uh, obviously Nick Benito and yeah, DeLaron yeah. Turner yell, uh, were in the Broncos locker room. And I chatted with them almost every single day. Uh, they knew I was from Oklahoma. I think I covered Nick's recruitment and then, his big play was the Baylor game. We 20, the,
3: well, Kansas 20, State. He had the fumble recovery. No, t- the, the we're Baylor at the end 2019. of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I covered 20, that game. Yeah.
0: I covered that game, and then obviously Turner Yell. I don't think he was playing as much then. But anyways, I got to know them, uh, and those guys were great in there. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting to to meet some of those guys. Obviously, in the NFL, you get open locker room every day, so you get to really know those guys. Uh, that's not as much the case here, though. The access seems great, but yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting guys mm-hmm. like like Danny and some of those other, uh, other guys that seem to be pretty good uh, media personalities.
3: And then you're going to be dealing with NIL stuff, which
0: yeah. You know, and the, it's going to be interesting. I will say the NFL probably helped me with that. Cause it is, I mean, the NFL is, you know, you're talking to agents and a lot of these college kids now have, you know, at least some sort of marketing agents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're talking to those folks, they're dealing with money and those sorts of things, maybe not on the level of the NFL, uh, but uh, there seems to be a lot going on with NIL, and I know we have some you know, plans with that moving forward too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, I, I, th- I don't always enjoy the business side of, of sports, but uh, I know that that's obviously become a huge, huge thing here with all the collectives and things like that.
3: Uh, now, just a couple things just about you personally. Uh, I wanted to kind of ask you about, like, we've talked, you know, we talked, know you grew up a, an OU fan, an OU
0: family. Uh, what like sports teams pro wise, did you kind of grow up following? That's a great question. Cause I, I didn't really have an NFL team. Um, you know, my favorite player growing up was Adrian Peterson. Um, <laughs> and so I followed his career in Minnesota. Uh, and so I sort of become, I, I became a, you know, a, a Vikings fan, but, um, you know, you can only cheer for Christian Ponder so much. And uh, I just did not enjoy those Vikings teams. So I never really had an NFL team. I hated the Cowboys just because I thought they were annoying and I didn't like their fan base. Um, you know, I've never been much of a baseball guy. Um, so I'd never really had a baseball team. I you know, Bob and Eddie probably won't like this, but I did go to quite a few Cardinals games growing up. Uh, so I, I I didn't mind St. Louis. Like I liked Albert Pujols a lot. Right, he was I think my we're guy. Time. It's time. Let's right. go, uh, <laughs> go back. <laughs> uh, and then you know I, I basketball obviously Thunder. I you know when the Thunder came I was twelve I think and um, obviously they went on those those great runs and and I still hate Kevin Durant to this day and um, wish him you know nothing but the worst in Phoenix but. Um, you know, I, I love the Thunder and, and I still follow them. It, it's disappointing to look like they're, well, I guess it's not disappointing. I guess it, they're going to tank again now, um, and maybe get victor. But those, I guess those are my teams. I, but again, that's part of why I wanted to get back to college sports is, uh, that's what I grew up on. And when you grow up in Oklahoma and, you know, my dad played, uh, in the 80s from 1982 to 1984 for OU. Um, You know, you, you, you grew up in Oklahoma. OU football is professional football to a lot of people. I mean, it's Saturdays in Norman are, are are a big deal and uh, they were for my family. They still are, Um, you know, so, and we traveled, we went to different games and, and things like that. And, and um, so, I mean, I remember my dad uh, videotaped the 2000 national championship game and showed it to me when I was like six. And was like, this is you know, this was the greatest game ever played. I was like, it was thirteen to two, you know. But uh, that that sort of thing. So that's why I'm excited to be back. Is is I I grew up around it, and um, you know, I I think I I didn't miss a game from like two thousand four to all the way through college uh, home game. So um, I've been around it, and uh, I I feel like I know it pretty well. And
3: you are uh, you're kind of mainstream. Uh, rock and roll guy, but you live in the 80s, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I would have really thrived in the 80s. Um, Like, I thrive now, but I I think I would have been really good in the 80s, like when you didn't have to, like, text and be on social. I love social media, but I I also hate it. I think I would have been great. But, yeah, my music taste is I've seen Journey three times. I've seen Def Leppard three times. I saw Styx this past summer. Uh, I saw Bruce Springsteen a couple weeks ago in Tulsa. Um, so it's kind of all over the place. I want to go see Brooks and Dunn here, and uh, I think they're they're coming to the Paycom Center in May. Um, yes,
3: they are. Because I, I I remember giving away tickets to that on the radio.
0: Yeah, I I, I want to go see them. Um, and so I, I'm a big concert guy, but all, I also love like I went and saw The Weeknd. I bought floor tickets to go see The Weeknd in Denver. Uh, Jimmy Buffett at Red Rocks. I don't remember much of that concert, it, but I, but I was, was there.
3: It post Malone in Denver, like the last big concert before COVID shut everything down.
0: I have no idea, but I would see Post Malone. I would I see no anybody idea. in concert. I would go see Taylor Swift in concert, but I also don't want to pay $1,000. Yeah, you got to exactly. know people that know people that know people <laughs> to get those tickets. If you yeah. said
2: you were going, people were going to start wondering what we were paying you, George, like how you had been <laughs> hired. It was going to become a real thing. I've already had one of those calls today.
3: Um, <laughs> it if you if you want to get into Kings of Leon, I, we can get you in
2: there. Do you,
4: do you accept this recording from McAllister? <laughs>
2: uh, Carrie, like our worlds are colliding. Kings of Leon playing at Wrexham in Wales. I like know. Name, I and
3: I knew. I I I knew about. It. I should have told you that. It's. I mean, t- a two night event. Yeah, the pre sales went on until today.
2: That's unbelievable. That that would. I mean, that, I'm watching Ted I, I've Lasso seen Kings a couple of times, but that would be cool.
3: I'm watching Ted Lasso. I'm picking out Ted Lasso theme music for videos. Like, want to put a believe sign up? It's like, I've never been closer to you in my life, Josh.
2: I know. We we've really this. I mean, I would say in the last six months, we've probably had more phone conversations than the prior six years. There's 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 been a lot. It's been a lot of male bonding
3: is tiffany jealous Do i have to worry about anything when i come see you next uh
2: again as i have said before that woman operates needles all the time anytime you're in her presence do not turn your back to her <laughs> do not trust anything you are always in danger i'm shooting myself up these days so that's good <laughs> my uh kind of the tea.
0: my dad did want to know josh if i get a chance to meet linda even though I, I think you've moved on from Linda, but they fired yeah. Linda.
3: Yeah. It
2: was a yeah. it was a <laughs> disastrous situation. Linda fired herself. Uh, no. Interestingly <laughs> enough, she just stopped coming. I don't know. I don't know if I did something wrong. I I mean, I thought Linda and I had a good rapport, but we we clearly did not. I just stopped stop staring so hard? But you know, we, we I, you know, I mean, it's pretty lady. You know, what, what are you supposed to do when they're in your house all the time? It's why eventually. My new cleaning ladies just leave, so I just avoid all that temptation. Um, but, no, we, we have a Miss Yesenia now who, who does a very nice job, Little little off with her punctuality, which can drive me a little crazy sometimes, but, but a nice lady who does a good job, so all good.
0: Yeah, I just had to ask that. My dad had two requests today, and he said that he wants to <laughs> tour the office at some point, and I said, we can do that. And then mm-hmm. he said I had to ask about Linda, so I made sure to well, do that.
2: The good news is you're more, you're already much more familiar with the office than I am. I get to see the office like two or three times a year. It, it, that is, that is Carrie's baby, and he's like, I changed this and I changed that, and it feels new to me. And he's like, Yeah, we did that about six months ago. So I'm I'm always behind. Don't read the board; they'll tell you that we haven't done anything. So, yes, fact. Uh,
3: baseball, uh, they they're kind of started winning a little bit against Ryder. They won the final two of that series after dropping the opener. Uh, Do we see any progress? Do we see anything on the mound that makes you think, okay, they're going to start figuring out Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters?
4: I mean, the the starting pitching hasn't been the problem. It's been offensively they just haven't been able to score runs. And Mm -hmm. you're not going to win too many baseball games in uh, the college world if you're scoring three runs a game. Right. So – uh, they did get the offense going a little bit better uh, over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. This is kind of a big week. We'll see what they have uh, coming to uh, Arlington, deal, right? Yeah, they got Frisco this weekend. They have Arlington on Wednesday night uh, down in uh, down in Arlington. So they're actually just staying there all week. Uh, so UTA tonight and then uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Mississippi State over the weekend. So uh, down at the Frisco Baseball Classics. Uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see what, what this group comes uh, comes out of uh, this, this week. Uh, record-wise with. Jackson Nicholas, John Spikerman, those guys are starting to, uh, starting to come maybe around. come around a little bit after slow starts, I think for what a lot of people expected from them as uh, still you know, waiting returning veteran players. Pettis, is, he's, he's not hitting the ball, but he's also not getting out either. He's, he's walking a lot. Okay. And I think that that was something that, uh, you know, towards the end of last season, when they went on that run to go to Omaha, that he was able to do is kind of sit down at the bottom of the lineup and, almost be a a leadoff guy down there, if you will. So, uh, once they get on base, it's going to be a massive positive. Just got to get guys in. And, you know, I think that even when they weren't scoring runs, they were getting guys on base. They just weren't getting key base hits. Any new faces that you're just like, whoa, I like what I see Anthony McKenzie had a hell of a weekend. He had nine hits. He got robbed by the Big 12. He should have been Newcomer of the Week or Big 12 Player of the Week, either or. Uh, I mean, he was nine for 13 over the weekend. Uh, He's on an eight-game hitting streak. Kind of been a surprise. I think that, you know, there was a lot of people that thought offensively they were going to get a little bit of a drop-off. And I think they probably still will over at first base, but uh, replacing Blake Robertson. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been really good. Dakota Harris has been really good handling the bat. Uh, obviously, he's a really good defensive shortstop uh, taking over for Peyton Graham. And uh, Bryce Madron's. I think, walked like 15 or 16 times so far this year. So uh,
3: he's kind of ahead of, ahead ahead of schedule. Big 12's a little busy these days playing. Is this racist with food menus? Apparently, yeah. I saw that. The, I I cover the SEC. I don't really <laughs> care what Big Twelve does. <laughs>
1: I did get
4: an email during uh, the podcast today from uh, my apartment complex. You know, we're, and... we're still. Battling. Oh, we need to get an update. Uh, yeah, we, we're still we need battling to find out over there, there. Uh, to get get in, and you know, basically they told me Thursday was going to be the day. They got to move some uh, some. Uh, basically they got to move a bunch of stuff in my living room to be able to paint. So I had to go basically sign this permission slip that they could get that done. And I figured, you know, Hey, it is what it is. It's been two and a half months, but you know, I'm willing to, uh, you know, kind of leg this one out a little bit. It, it, it sucks, but maybe we could see the end in sight. Let me read you this email. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Story time. Hey, Eddie, I just want to touch base with you. The crew said that they would be starting moving items on 3-2, which is Thursday, tomorrow. Okay, that's no problem. Their projected completion date oh, is March 17th. Wow. St. Patrick's Day. I am pushing for completion earlier than that, but I wanted oh, to give there you, you information I have at this time. Let me know if you have any questions, concerns. So I responded, yeah, I do have questions, and yeah, I do have concerns. Uh, I've now, I've taken it to social media and Belfort is the people that are responsible for this, that are responsible Uh-oh. for the, uh, the renovation. Uh-oh. They're the worst company in America and they've now pissed me off so much. I'm going to be their worst nightmare. Hmm. And I've also told my apartment complex, I'm ready to move. I'm, I'm going up there as soon as we get done today and I might be moving by the end of the day. This is this is so incredibly incompetent that I'm glad that I'm not psycho cuz I just go to Walmart
2: and I might No, you won't. So Eddie, what what do they have is is painting all they have left to do?
4: No, I mean they have to they have to like come in and redo everything. They have put the drywall like, yet. Like the drywall yeah. is still.
3: They have to put oh, up, have to, have Okay. To, I was
2: like painting. Two yeah, weeks I'll, from, I'll they just
3: said th- drywall. They have to tape. They got to, you know, joint compound, all that crap, but then gotta that sure. dry, and then they got to let that dry. Then they got to put texture and paint and all that crap. I mean, it's incredible
4: how incompetent it, they are. Is it
3: pretty much every wall is just studs?
4: Yeah, I mean, well, just in the kitchen. Yeah, just in the kitchen area. But, but that's everything in your is living room, under, room area. Yeah, everything too, right? well, I don't have a living room. Everything else is under tarp. Okay. So it it's 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 so incompetent mm-hmm. that somebody's gonna have to talk to me this afternoon and I feel very unfortunate for that person. For whoever has to do it, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Eddie, you're you're more than welcome to stay at my place. I'm moving in today and we're practically neighbors. Yeah. So well I, I appreciate it. Thank you. My couch is open.
4: Thank you. I, well, I mean, the, the other option is ending up in the Oklahoma City Jail, and I'll, I'll <laughs> die in there. So I guess the, uh, the only way is maybe doing that. Can, I,
3: a, can I at least just maybe to throw some good vibes at you? Uh, wish you a happy early birthday. Thank you. Coming up on Sunday, Edward Radosovich well, will be celebrating birthday. There's, there's
4: nothing else that I want to do is spend my birthday <laughs> – <laughs> Uh, a, possibly living with my parents for the next couple weeks, or B, in the Oklahoma City prison, or C, on the floor at George Stoye's apartment. And, you know, there's some of those that sound more appealing than others. We could share a bed.
2: I, George, credit to you. I feel like you're number one on that list.
3: Yeah, I
4: definitely yeah, I
2: feel am. like
3: he's option number one, best <laughs> yeah, option number one. I definitely am.
2: I mean, no offense to Karen. No offense intended there.
3: I have stayed in the drunk tank one tank one night. That wasn't that fun, but it wasn't horrible. never I, done that. I've never
2: spent uh, uh, any time yep. in jail.
3: Probably I should have a, a couple fifth times. all of that. I'm I did have a guy come after right me. I took care that. of him quick. So. All right. Uh no, I'm sorry about the apartment, but it's all right. hey, Happy early birthday. Thank you. To you I appreciate
4: sir. it. I appreciate it.
3: Uh by the way, I noticed somebody was asking about what watch you were wearing. Uh, do you want to get into that at a later time in your video? Uh, yeah, because I don't even know. So
4: <laughs> Later time. Well, it has a story
3: to it. But I don't know if we want to tell that story now, or you want to tell that story? I, we'll do it on another day okay. when I'm in a better mood. This is, this is a George day. It's all about George Stoya. The third. And Eddie Radosovich the third. That's right all right that's going to do it uh for this edition of the unofficial 40 podcast appreciate you guys listening welcome welcome to george Stoya. uh much more to come we're going to let him move in first before we just make him start writing uh you know stories for the site on a daily basis so uh the work is to come but we're glad to have him here glad that he made the move from denver back to oklahoma uh to be a part of this and uh much more to come from george from the studios. Uh, from the rest of the crew. So thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time on another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.